Welcome to the New Author Podcast with your host, Jerry Evanoff. Jerry will take you through everything he's doing as he writes, publishes, and markets his first book. He'll tell you about his mistakes, his successes, and everything in between. Here's your host, Jerry Evanoff. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the New Author Podcast. This is episode number 53. Today is November 17th. 2019. My name is Jerry Evanoff, and I am one of the hosts on the podcast. The second host is here with me, and it is 3.10 in the afternoon, and she is tired. Hello, Lindsay. How are you? I am tired. I just remembered that I have to wake up at 3.45 a.m. for work, and um, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, that makes me tired, too. Yeah. I get up at 5 a.m., and I couldn't imagine getting up at 3.45. Oh, 5 is still too early. Anything before 7 is still yesterday. Uh, wow, that's really? Yeah. Wow, because I get up at five every morning. Oh, see, you need to wait until tomorrow at seven o'clock to wake up. I, I didn't understand that. <laughs> I didn't follow that. Because <laughs> so, you wake I'm, up too early in the morning. I'm trying to think, when does the day actually turn from one day to the next? I mean, I know obviously midnight, but at 12.05, you still feel like it's the same day. For so me, I, it's 7 a.m. Really? Yeah. Well, that's when your kid gets you up. Every single day. Well, except for during the week now, I have to get up when it's still dark outside. Sounds awful. It is. Actually, I'm to the point now because of the time change. I'm to the point now where I'm driving to work in the dark and then driving home in the dark. Oh, see, that that is like that is like a recipe for depression. It just sucks. Yeah. Well, Um, you live in that state where it's gray all the time in the winter. So. And I drive north every morning where it gets grayer as you go. Grayer, yeah. awful okay so um let's just quickly run through my stats okay book two hasn't changed i'm still at thirty-four thousand and sixty words because i did no writing last week i may have done a little bit of writing on monday to be honest but i'm too lazy to go and see how many words got changed i mean it either went up or down by a few so we're, we're just going to yeah. call it 34060 right now and and move on so i'm still at sixty-seven thousand six hundred seventy-three. um there haven't been any changes last week i was still at that same word count but i said oh it's not because i haven't been working well, this week it's because I haven't been working. Um, so that's my progress. Um, do you want me to recap my week for you? Sure. Okay. So um, Monday I had to get up at 2.15 a.m. I was supposed to teach six classes, which they're only 25 minutes each, and they go really fast, and the kids are really adorable. So it's, it's actually really fun. Um, but my first two kids were no-shows. So then I taught the last four. Um, Kian woke up. He wasn't really feeling well. I think he had a cold. There's a cold going around, not only here in Georgia, but I know some people in a few other states who um, are knocked down by it too. Do you get paid for no-shows? I get half. So I have to stay in the classroom for at least 15 minutes and wait for them to show up, and then I get paid half. It's like reverse Um, college rules. Like when the professor doesn't show up after 15 minutes, you leave. Yeah. In your case, if you stay there for 15 minutes and the kid doesn't show up, you get paid. Well, I just get paid half, which is fine. I mean, it's better than nothing for sure because I was up at 2.15 a.m. ready for these students to show up. But they actually rescheduled for Friday. So I got paid half for Monday when they didn't show, and then I got paid full for Friday when they did. So it kind of worked out in my benefit. Yeah, that's Um, pretty good. Yeah. So then um, it was Veterans Day, so Kian was off school. And we took Oz to the vet um, for his eye infection. 
and it took forever. I think we were there for over two hours and we saw the vet for like three and a half minutes. Um, but it was veterans day. I didn't realize that when I made the appointment, you know, everybody's off that, that day. So they're going to try to, you know, get stuff done. Um, but then after that, Kian went over to the neighbor's house so that I could take a nap, um, woke up the, the neighbors where Kian was, they all came to my house and we had taco salad for dinner. Oh, I'm jealous. And then, yeah, it was delicious. And then got Kian to bed and then I went to bed. Um, Tuesday I was able to sleep in until five 45, <laughs> which is still yesterday. Yeah. Um, I taught one class. <laughs> Kian woke up a few times throughout the night, but then at four o'clock he was up and having trouble breathing. So I slathered, slathered him with Vicks and um, we just kind of counted down the minutes until urgent care opened at seven thirty. They did a chest X-ray. They diagnosed him with exacerbated asthma that was probably caused by a cold. So he does have asthma, but we don't really see a lot of asthma symptoms. We were told it was allergy induced asthma um but he hasn't really had any allergy issues so they sent us home with a uh, portable nebulizer machine and we used it every four hours that day they also gave him a steroid and they gave him some cough medicine and um so that on top of oz's eye infection medication and um liver medication i spent tuesday dispensing meds all day long can i just say that nurses feel like can i just say that that while you're doing that it reminded me of how crappy i've been sleeping the last few days because it gets so dry in here and i literally just went on and ordered a humidifier while you were talking so yeah it sounds like you need one ohio is i mean it's it's drier here in georgia than it is in the summer but um certainly not like ohio there's something about my house where my bedroom just just holds heat like an oven and, oh. and then the heater runs and it just dries everything out. And I wake up like three times in the middle of the night with either a sore throat or, um, or I, my nose is stuffed up and it just yeah. makes it hard to sleep through the night. So yeah, the humidifier should help with that. Um, Wednesday I got up at five fifteen to teach two classes. However, neither student showed up. Um, actually I think those were the kids that rescheduled for Friday, not the Monday kids. Um, anyway, doesn't matter. Um, Kian went back to school, but I gave him strict orders to uh, not run. He wasn't allowed to run at recess, talked to his teachers, made sure they knew that he was not allowed to run. Um, the air was really cold on Wednesday, and that kind of makes his asthma a little bit worse anyway. So he swears to me that he didn't run. Um, I did yoga with the ladies, ate breakfast, took just a short nap. And then in the afternoon, I did finish the revisions of chapter 10 and sent those over to mom. So I at least accomplished something writing wise this week. Um, Thursday, I had to get up at 315. I taught one class and then I went back to bed from 430 to 7, got Keen ready for school. Um, I did this killer ab workout with the, with the ladies. If you want a good workout, you just ask me because I it's on YouTube. Um, it's a killer workout. I could feel my rib meat for like three days. Yeah. Like sneezing hurt a little bit. I never want any kind of a, a workout that's described as killer. <laughs> it was a good one. It's one of those workouts where when you're doing it, you're like, oh, this isn't so bad. And then the next evening you're like, oh, oh gosh, I can't bend. <laughs> you don't feel it till later. Um, anyway. <coughs> Then I had to, oh, so when I took Kian to urgent care the other day, uh, Tuesday, they, when they did the chest x-rays, they found a little nodule or something on his right lung. They're not really sure what it is. So they gave me a referral for a CAT scan. 
So Thursday, I drove all the way out to base, which is like 25 minutes, and I wanted to drop off this referral only to find out that they were closed for uh, training. Nice. So then on my way home from base, the check engine light came on in my car. So I came home, made an appointment for my car, and then I watched some of the conference panels from your trip to Vegas, which I'm sure you're going to talk about later. For a few minutes. Yeah. And then Friday. So Friday, Friday was rough for me. I woke up at 5.15. I taught the two boys who were no-shows on, I believe it was Wednesday, got key into school, ran some errands, went at 10 o'clock to my oil change check engine light appointment. That was at 10. I was supposed to be there for about 30 minutes. Um, and I was going to work on revising chapter six that mom had sent back, but this very nice lady, she was very, very nice. And I don't want to sound ugly about it, but she kept talking to me and it was, it was a great, you know, conversation, but I did not get to revise chapter six, um, three hours later and $560 later, my oil was changed. My air filter was changed, uh, replaced, and I drove away with two brand new tires which I knew these two tires were were kind of on the cusp, but we were getting to the point where they probably weren't very safe or legal. So um, I, I went ahead and had those um, replaced. And then I drove all the way back to base again, 25 minutes, to drop off that CAT scan referral. Um, and the lady at the desk said that it needed to go to Kean's pediatrician, which is two minutes from my house. So I drove all the way back, went to the pediatrician, Dropped off the referral, went over to the, um, the <coughs> drugstore to pick up some meds and decided I was done adulting for the day. So I went to Dairy Queen and then I went home, ate my junk food and watched Hallmark movies. Which which Hallmark movie did you watch? Do you remember? Um, the Shoe Addicts Christmas, which I know you don't like the Candace Cameron Bure ones, but I do. Um, I don't like any of the Full House people in, in these Hallmark movies. I don't know why. I just don't. They're kids. I've only seen, I haven't seen any of the other Full House people. I've only seen Candace Cameron Bray, but I'm not a huge watcher of Hallmark movies. I actually just got the Hallmark channel um, recently, but I do, I do like her. Um, Saturday, yesterday, I spent the morning working on a project that we have put out on social media, but I'll talk about that later in our news section. And today I did laundry and I just got home from a nine-year-old's birthday party. That was a lot of fun. My friend Pam made the cake and it looked like this big Lego piece. Oh. So I'll, I'll send the picture over to you. You can put it in the show notes. Um, she has her own little business out of her home. Um, it's called Cakeish Delights. And she does a fantastic job. This cake had like this mint chocolate in the middle and she makes the frosting from scratch. And it's just, it's, it's, um... Uh, what do they call it? We used to call it sugar butter. What do they call it now? Honey butter? No. No. I'm not sure. Anyway, it's not it's not the whipped cream. It's the sugary one. But the way she makes it, the texture is like whipped cream. It's really, really good. Mm. So um, she, does, she does a fantastic job. So anyway, that was my week. Very little write, very little writing. Um, but I didn't completely um, not do writing stuff because of that thing that I'm going to talk about later. So I did very little writing also. I think I really just wrote on Monday for an hour or two. I don't even remember what my lunch was on Monday. Oh, I remember what happened. Okay. So I went to Chick-fil-A. I got there a little bit late because I was doing something and I don't remember what it was. 
I opened my laptop. Usually, oh, I didn't. Okay, so I didn't go to yoga Monday because I was going to the airport. That's what it was. So I went to lunch at eleven thirty instead of eleven, and then I got there and sat down. And about ten minutes into, I was just finishing eating. I was getting my laptop open, getting my my book stuff open, and uh, this this girl that I work with was in the line. And she turned and saw me and she says, Hey, you want to, you want to visit her for lunch? So I said, sure. So then she sat down and her and I just ended up chatting for like an hour. So uh-huh. I, that's why I didn't get anything done on Monday. So I'm sure that 340 number that I said at the top is probably still the same. I don't think I've done anything all week, but <laughs> the reason is, is because I ended up going to 20 books, Vegas, which I'm going to talk about in depth here in a few minutes. Before I do that though, I want to talk about my, my, um, novella, group promos that are going on right now. I want to run through those numbers and then I will run through the 20 books Vegas notes. Um, so let's start with my book funnel. So the book funnel promo went, went off 16 days ago, two weeks ago, Friday, and I'm slowly gaining uh, newsletter subscribers as we go. Um, if I just look at book funnel, I'm going to refresh my page here. I've had 156 clicks and I've had 81 claims. Um, I've only had 34 shares, which means that's how many people, t- how many people, how many times people click the tracking link that I sent out. And I, when I, at the time I sent this out, I did not have a very big newsletter, only like 99 people. So that's about a third of the people clicking it. I'm, I actually think that's pretty good. I know when it comes to actual, you know, you want a certain amount of people to open your newsletter and then you want a certain amount to to click the links in your newsletter, which is going to be significantly smaller than who opens it. So 34 out of 99, you know, that's a third of it. I'll take that. Um, mm-hmm. 81 claims out of 156 clicks. I'm, I'm running more than 50%. I have no idea what's good and bad, but I'll take running more than 50, 50%. Um, so that is my book funnel promo. And I've only, I've only shared once I shared on the very first day. Uh, what was that? November 1st, I shared all the information, um, I have a story origin um, uh, uh, promo that started two days ago. So that one was a little bit different. That one was like 85 to 90 different books for free in this promo. And I was one of them. And I honestly wasn't sure how, you know, if there's 85 books in a promo, there's no way that everybody that clicks on your link or everybody that clicks on all the links that go out. And believe me, let's just say 85. Let's say just say everybody has a hundred newsletter subscribers. Now at the time I have more, um, but let's just say a hundred because the math is easy. And I'm, I think I'm underestimating significantly by doing that. Um, that's 8,800 emails that, that this will go to. Now there could be some overlap, blah, 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 whatever. So let's just say 7,500 emails. Those 7,500 people aren't going to click every single book in the promo. So th- it's not like I'm going to get downloads from everybody that gets it. And because there's so many, I wonder if the percentage of downloads I get will be smaller, but because it's going out to a lot more people, even though it's a smaller percentage, it still could be the same amount of people. I don't really know how that math works yet. I'm really curious yeah. to see how that goes. Um, it started, okay, so it started on Friday, two days ago. Um, I have not shared the link yet. I have a newsletter scheduled to go out tomorrow that shares the link. I'm going to add into that newsletter the... the um, the, the uh, book funnel link at the bottom of the email, just to let people know, by the way, you can get books here too. Um, and I'm going to share on social media tomorrow, this story origin link. So that that means two weeks ago, I emailed book funnel tomorrow. I'm going to email story origin and book funnel. And then in two weeks, I'm going to email story origin. So I would have shared everybody twice. Um, and we'll see what happens. Now wh- I had noticed because I hadn't sent anything out yet, 
I didn't think I was getting any links, any, any clicks, any email subscribers from it, even though, you know, all these other people have probably sent stuff out the last couple of days. And I thought, well, I'm not getting any, any email subscribers from it. That's not good. Well then, I mean, right before we started the podcast, um, I went into story origin and noticed at the top of the screen on my dashboard, it says subscriber count 43. And I thought, wow. okay, so it turns out there's a ma- there's a mailing list inside of my account on Story Origin. BookFunnel doesn't do this. BookFunnel links right directly to your mail my MailerLite account. If I click on mailing list, wait, what is it? It's subscribers. I'm sorry, click on subscribers. I actually have a bunch of names in here. Um, and can you can you transfer those over to MailerLite? So I searched a few of them, and they're in MailerLite also. But oh. Um, so let's just talk about my MailerLite subscribers. I'm up to 176 MailerLite subscribers. So that's wow. up 77 from when I started doing this two weeks ago. And then if I look at – that's my active subscribers, and this is what you and I talked about. I don't know if we were on, on the podcast or off the podcast last week. If I go over to unconfirmed, I have 28 unconfirmed. And I think mm-hmm. most, if not all, those are coming from that story origin um, – sign up because I never got any of those until that story origin went out. So I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. I'm not sure. Do I just, I don't think I can go in and just confirm them because I think the reason they're unconfirmed is because they got the email and they haven't clicked the, I confirm to do that. So I don't think I can go in and just confirm them. So, well, you can, but I don't know if you want to. Right. I don't. I don't actually want to. I, I think I'd want to hear from other people to say yes, it's okay to do that because I actually don't think it's okay to do that. So, I'm gonna leave them unconfirmed for right now. I just hope that I hope that the story origin doesn't have something built into it that's keeping them from doing that. Um, yeah. Maybe it's possible that that when I set up my story origin stuff, I didn't set it up correctly, and it's gathering emails to story origin and MailerLite. And the people, they click on the story origin and say, okay, but they don't go back and click on the MailerLite email they get because oh, I already did it. Why do I need to do it again? It can be kind of annoying. So yeah. I, I don't know what's going on there. I have to keep looking into this. Now, tomorrow I will send out my email newsletter that will show that will have the link. And, um, you know, that should uh, up that count some more. I'm just worried that I'm not getting all the email addresses I should be getting because they're just sitting in that unconfirmed area. So... Yeah. Well, I think you and I talked about that last week before we started the podcast because I had two hanging out in my unconfirmed and you um, searched them, I think, on Facebook and one was a friend of yours and then one was a friend of mom's. I yeah, think. it was. And so I just went ahead and confirmed them. So hopefully that's OK. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to do that for these because I don't know any of them. Um, I probably yeah. would have confirmed people I know. But because I don't know these these people, I'm not going to do it. But I, I just I just hope like tomorrow I'm going to have 176 and possibly more emails go out to um, these my current list. And there's 28 people on there that aren't going to get the email now because they're as far as I know, they don't get you don't they don't get emails if they're not confirmed. So, yeah. Um, anyway, so that's where I am with with my promos. My email list is slowly growing. Um, like I said, I'm currently up 77 active subscribers from last week or from two weeks ago when I started these promos. Overall, I'm up 77 plus 28 unconfirmed. So I'm almost, you know, I'm up 100, 105 as long as they confirm that they want to get my email. So, yeah. um, so I'm very happy about that. I'm really happy with the way this is going. I think it's going a little bit slower than what I assumed it would go. But, um, but the fact that I'm getting emails is exciting. And, and this new one, you know, it goes for a month and there's, like I said, there's over 80 books on there. So I'm thinking that, uh, I'm thinking that I'm not, maybe I'll hit 200, maybe I'll hit 300. I don't know. 
That'd yeah, be that, nice. so I'm excited about that. So send some of them my way. I'm still trying to get to a hundred before the end of the year. I, I don't know how to do that, other than to put you in one of my newsletters, which I can do that. Like, um, I'll do another one yeah. like December first, and I have okay. no problem figuring out how to get get to your landing page. By then, we'll both have really nice websites, so we'll get to that later. And uh, yeah, so uh, so that's <laughs> exciting. Okay, so let's talk about Twenty Books Vegas. That's Okay, can I first, before you start talking about 20 Books Vegas, can I just say how incredibly jealous I was that you were there and I was not? Yeah, and I was living the extroverted lifestyle. Blew my mind. Blew my mind. Mine too. So so proud of you. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, so so here's what I decided. I decided last week that, you know, the last, let's just say three, the last two Vegas conferences I went to where there were... 450 people the first one and like 850 last year. This year there were over a thousand. And what I would do was because I stayed at the Luxor um, both both years because the Luxor let me stay for free. And by the way, my hotel was like $250 for those four nights. So it's not like staying for free saved me thousands of dollars. So it was definitely <laughs> smarter, especially since I'm going to tell you what came out of it. Definitely smarter to stay at Samstown. I'm really worried though because next year, 1,500 people. 652 rooms or 562 rooms, something like that. And, and my concern is we don't get a room at Samstown, but we're both yeah. going to be on that pretty good. So yeah, I think we'll be yeah, okay. So let's hopefully we can get a room here. Um, I really thought it was hilarious by the way, when you texted me last week and said, make sure you get a room with two beds. <laughs> I think it was something I was going to accidentally do. <laughs> well, that was just my way of saying, Hey, I will be sure. there next week or next year. I will be there. Okay. I've already told Jeremy to tell the army, put put the war on hold because Lindsay's going to Vegas. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they'll do that. <laughs> um, so, okay. I want to talk about my, my trip. First thing, and this is going to be, I don't want to use the word long-winded because that sounds negative, but I'm going to talk for a while. So um, I checked in late, late Monday night. I didn't get, uh, I, you know, Monday here, the weather was really bad. Uh, I was sitting on the plane, looking out the window, watching the rain change over to snow. I don't think I have that picture anymore, but if I do, I'm going to look for it um, and I'll post it in the show notes. I may have it. What's that? I, I might text it. it. Okay. So, um, yeah. and luckily we took off and I don't think a lot of people are going to get this reference, but I know some people will. And I just felt like we were going to take off and I was going to explode out of this snow cloud, like the Millennium Falcon exploding out of the Death Star <laughs> at the end of Return of the Jedi. Oh, you're such I know. a dork. So, um, so I sat down. So I got, so I got, the, I got in my hotel. So, okay. Well, I'm really rambling now. So here is where the extroverted lifestyle in me started, right? So I get to the Vegas area and I land and I open up Facebook and I immediately go to the 20 books Vegas thread because I knew there was going to be somebody else at the airport looking for an Uber, wanting to split an Uber. So I found yeah. someone and I immediately responded and it turns out she was coming in from Canada. So, um, she, she said, I'm at gate. I'm at the luggage carousel 24. And I went downstairs and I was like, I know Vegas really well. There's only 16 down here. What are you talking about? So she's like, Oh, you were in the wrong Yeah. Terminal. So I didn't even know the other terminal existed. And it actually, you have to take a bus to it. And it's the terminal where um, the international flights come in. So, uh-huh. so I had to wait for the bus. And then I got on the bus and, and found her. And she's like, well, We're waiting for one more person. I think she was on your flight. I'm like, oh, so it turned out there was somebody else from Cleveland who was on my flight and on the same bus as me. Didn't even know it. So oh, we waited for her. And then the three of us 
we walked over to the Uber area and waited a while for an Uber. And it turns out she has 162 books out. Holy smokes. Now, I think, How does she have time to do anything Well, she's, she's full time. I think a lot of that is um, co-written with other people. But oh, okay. And let me mute my phone here. And um, Sorry, yeah, that was you mute. texting me. Um, <laughs> uh. And I, I think a lot of those are co-written with other authors. But uh, we were talking about this thread in the 20 books page that we saw uh, a, a week or two ago where somebody said they were going to try to do 52 books in 52 weeks. And she said, oh, yeah, I saw that and I responded to it. And I think she's going to try to do more. But again, I think because you have co-authors and you're all writing you know, fast and you're, and if you have a lot of people, I think she has eight co-authors um, that she's able to do that. And, and I was just like asking her question yeah. after question about how she did it and how it's what it's like to work with co-authors. Cause that's just amazing to me that you can release that many books. Um, I feel like if I could release that many books in a year, I could quit my job, which problem is I'll never <laughs> release 52 books in a year. So, um, okay. So we took the Uber, Uber over. I didn't get in until about 12, 15. And because I was on East coast time at 5 AM, my eyes opened up. And I was on little sleep. Now I had gotten not much sleep the previous night. I don't know why. That was a Sunday, Sunday night into Monday. I don't know why I didn't sleep much. Probably because of the heat in my bedroom. And um, so I was really tired Tuesday morning, but it didn't matter. I, I found my seat. Um, I was in the Samstown, the Samstown live room most of the morning. Um, I saw the the high powered authors was the first one I saw, and you know it, it's tough for me. I, I listen to what they say. But it's really hard for me to like um, um, relate to them because they do things so fast. They're full time. They make a lot of money. They have a lot of books. Uh, it's really hard for me to relate to them. So for for something like that, I just kind of sit and listen and just be like, okay, when I get to that level, you know, that's these these are the things I can look into. So um, next up yeah. was the industry representatives, and it was very funny because. Um, all these different people were there, including Amazon and Drafted Digital and Publishers Weekly and Publish Drive and Book Funnel and Book Brush and Readsy. I'm just reading them all off now. Um, Find Away Voices and Kobo and Podium and Tantor. Uh, and I'm missing some BookBub and I'm, I'm missing some of them. Dreamscape, Google Play. Um, a couple of the things that caught my attention there were the fact that um, Tantor and Podium both do audiobooks, and I kind of want to do an audiobook for my first book. It is super expensive. It's a couple thousand dollars because you have to pay the studio to make the audio recording, and they have to hire actors. And you can yeah. either pay for it in one lump sum, or you can do a royalty split. And I would pay for it in one lump sum, so it's mine. And if I sell billions of dollars worth, then that money becomes mine. Although in that case, I kind of feel like the actor should get something too. So I'd probably do it in one lump sum, but. So I'm like, oh, I start writing it down. Okay, talk to – because all these people were here and then they were all going to have these office hours where you could go talk to them anytime you want. And this is the first time that people from Google Play and Amazon, you know, things like that were here. And that was huge. They had 14 people from Amazon here. That's awesome. I remember reading about that, what, like a month or two ago and texting you, are you going to sit in on this? (laughs) I did. But really this first part was just – it was just they all kind of they all took the microphone for a few minutes and just introduced themselves, and so mm-hmm. okay. So then after they introduced themselves, Craig took the microphone and just started asking all of them questions. So yeah, he put out he put out something about questions like they they were gonna 
he was going to make sure the questions were whatever. Like I remember, I remember him talking about that. Um, you know, send your questions in, and then because he he was talking about how he got a lot of the same questions, so he was kind of condensing them so they wouldn't be asked the same questions a thousand. Right, times. and that might be where he got his questions that he asked him, and so you know he asked a lot of the same. You know, Amazon's going to get their give their stock answers. They're not. They don't give away a lot. Um, uh, Reed C caught my eye. There's a guy who works for Reed C. I don't know if you, did you, did you watch this session or not? So there's no, a guy who works for Reed C. His, he comes to every conference. His name is Ricardo Fayette and he has a great nickname. It's Spanish Jesus. Um, because that's kind of the look <laughs> that he has. And I think it's hilarious. But anyway, he was, he, so when he was talking, he was talking about all these different things they do. And I just wrote down in my notes, I got to go to Reed C more. Um, I have an account there, but I don't go there very often. You should go there too. They have everything there that a, a self-published author needs. So that's, that was one of the yeah. first notes I wrote down. Um, and then I started writing down Tantor and Podium. Go talk to them and find out what they do because I might want to get an audio book done. You know how I am. I throw around money like it's nothing uh, when it comes to this author <laughs> career. And um, so so even if it's a couple thousand dollars, I think if next year in like February or March or April, I get an April you know bonus check at work. Maybe I could do that, use it for that. And um and then he asked them a question like, when should people do this? And every single one of them said, oh, no, no, no. You should wait until you have a lot of books out there. And I just immediately oh. crossed them off my phone and went, oh, guess I'm not going to talk to them. Um, it's still yeah. Mike though. But um, so that was fun. Then I went to – I went and ate lunch. Um, I don't remember what I did. Oh, I went with – okay, so there's a guy by the name of Ron Pierce who I don't think he listens to the podcast even though he says he's going to. Um, he, I met him last year and him and I hang out and then we hang out, we hung out a little bit more this year too. And him and I went to lunch. We went into the sports book. There's a little sports deli there where we sat and ate. I, I got the biggest, most giant Buffalo. Oh no, I, I got a salad on that day. I got a salad on it. Cause I'm still on a, I'm on a salad <laughs> kick still. Um, so then at one 30, I went to see, um, the Amazon data overview with Kalytics, uh, Alex Newton. He's really funny. He's really good. Um, he talks about, he talks more about, if you're going to write and you're looking for a genre where you can be a top seller, they do all this data that shows you this, this particular genre has the most um, sales compared to the least amount of competition. So he creates all these fancy huh. graphs and, and I like looking at them and I took pictures oh, of them. I like but that. the only thing about that is I've already decided what genre I'm going to write in. So I don't know. I just like looking at the pictures and the graphs and the numbers and stuff. So. <laughs> um, and then I went to, let's see, researching history for your story, which was, wow, I don't remember that one. That's no, I, I, they talked about, boy, I really don't remember that one at all. Um, yeah. So we'll skip that one. Um, then I went to attitude of fiction, fiction author, which is with Dean Wesley Smith. I really like Dean Wesley Smith. He wrote a bunch of star Trek and star Wars books. He wrote some Buffy, the vampire slayer books back in like the eighties and nineties when he was, um, published by, uh, he was traditionally published and, um, he makes a ton of money and he loves his life and he's married to Christine Catherine Rush, who also is an, a, an author and a speaker at this thing. And they're like power couple, you know, they're one of the power couples. In this place. Mm. He, he, he is yeah. the guy who will talk and the things he says, I'll never be able to do. Like he just says, yeah, you just write it once and then you publish it and you never read it again. He doesn't edit. Like he doesn't do any edits. He just writes it once, but that's cause he's so good that he can do that. So, yeah. I don't have uh, that Mark Dawson gave the keynote and I am a huge Mark Dawson fan. It was very funny. If you got a chance to look at the 20 books Vegas page, you saw the giant alligator or crocodile on stage bothering Mark Dawson. It was a dinosaur. Or um, <laughs> Wasn't that like security no, Craig, or something? Craig rendered it for like 20 minutes so that he could mess with Mark Dawson while he spoke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so on Tuesday night, I had a 
um, this continued the extroverted lifestyle. I, I signed up for a time travel meetup. So I went to the, one of the rooms and there were about 15 people sitting around a table, including me. And we talked about different time travel tropes and different things you like and dislike about time travel and, you know, things you might write. But then it turned into uh, this guy, Sean Inman, who has a ton of books out there. He kind of led the discussion on marketing and how to market it. And I took a bunch of notes mm-hmm. there and I'm going to get to my notes in a little while. Again, this is going to be kind of a longer podcast just of, of me rambling. So um, feel free to interrupt <laughs> me whenever you want, Lindsay, and feel free to pause it whenever you want, listener, if you've got to like, you know, go through a drive through or I don't know, what, whatever you do in your car when you listen to this. I don't, I don't know. So um, the next day I went to, let's see, Maxified Blurbification. Okay. So Brian Meeks. So I love Brian Meeks. Brian Meeks is one of my favorite people in the world. Um, this is the one where... So I walked in at like 7.45 and Brian Meeks was pacing up and down the hallway right beside the chair where I sit. It's the I sit far le- far right side up against the curtain and there's a little walkway that goes up to the stage and, he, and I can hear him talking to himself. And I just went, good morning. And he went, good morning. And I, I kind of realized what he was doing, but I wanted to talk anyway. So I just went, do you want to chat? And he goes, no, no, no. Got to get ready for this talk. And I'm like, no problem. I get it. You're kind of winding yourself up. And then as he walked past me, I heard him say, um, opening line. Okay, good opening. Got to nail the opening line. So he was getting his open. And I found out why the next night. But um, And then I texted you and I'm like, because I know you were having trouble with your blurb. And I said, hey, you got to watch this. This is Brian yeah. Meeks. He's really fun. So I think you fired it up and watched it, right? I did, yeah. And then right you went on Facebook and you wrote uh-huh. – a blurb and I don't know if I can get to it. Let me see if I can get to it really fast by going to my notifications <laughs> so that I can write what you posted in Facebook. Uh, well, I been I was having trouble with my blurb and I sent it over to mom. I sent it over to you. I sent it over to a couple of friends and everybody's like, yeah, it's great. Except you said, you don't have your hook. Where's your hook? You need a hook. And I'm like, but I looked at blurbs from all these other authors that I follow and none of them have a hook. So this is probably fine. And then you tell me that he's on stage and I need to watch it. So I start watching it. And then he tells me how important a hook is. And then I realized that my blurb. So you wrote on Facebook, you wrote, and, and you did it in the style that he says do it, which is like a short first sentence hook, a second with, with the ellipsis is, that he says that yeah, he overuses or uses yes, incorrectly. Uh, a second line that is short. And then he goes in a paragraph form. You didn't do that. You, you wrote this on the edge of my seat, dot, dot, dot. Next sentence, listening intently to what he had to say, period. Next paragraph, basically, but you didn't indent, but next paragraph. I thought my blurb was good. Next paragraph. But Brian Meeks made me realize it sucks. Next paragraph back to work. It's very funny. And, <laughs> and he just, he immediately replied to, well, actually he replied to it. I don't know how it wasn't immediate. Cause you did it while you did it at 11. You did it while he was still talking. So then he replied yeah. to it. Um, he wrote this, that is good copy, which I think it's kind of cool that he replied to you, you know, that way. Yeah. I, I felt, I felt like a celebrity mm-hmm. status there for a second. And then you good. wrote, and this kind of made me chuckle a little bit. You wrote, wait, is a copy the same thing as a blurb or does one go to the back of the book and the other goes on Amazon? Shoot. Now I'm confused again. Copy is just the name. Like it's like the name of the text. You wrote copy. That's what you did. So my yeah, blurb, blurb is, is copy? copy. You were copywriting. See, I've been confused about that for nearly a week because nobody responded yeah. to that Facebook post. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, no, <laughs> you know what? I didn't even like it or respond to it. I'm terrible. Oh, um, okay. Geez. So so then um, he spoke and he was really good. He's really funny. He's always really funny. And, and he, uh, uh, well, I'll get to him in a minute. So then um, – so, 
that why well, oh i didn't oh i skipped over a bunch of stuff wow so the previous night at the time travel after the time travel thing was over um i found rich casey who's actually a listener to this podcast and he was sitting in a bar and the fact that i even walked into a bar is kind of strange because i never go to bars um i walked into a bar <laughs> and sat down it sounds like the beginning of a joke jerry yeah, walks and into a bar goes, whoa what's he doing here <laughs> nobody says norm out loud because nobody knows who he is um <laughs> so I, I sat down beside him and like, this was kind of like my um, Edinburgh strategy where you sit down and over time people are crowded around you. And after, there were probably about eight people yeah. sitting there talking and I sat down next to him and it's hard to explain what this bar looked like. It wasn't, a, we weren't at a table. We were at like a, a series of couches and chairs, like the cool kids kind of bar, like the hipster bar you'd see downtown. Yeah. And, um, and then all of a sudden there's somebody sits down beside on the other side of me and somebody sits in front of me and then people kind of move over to where we're all in a group and then you're just chatting. And it was there that I met. Um, and I'm going to say her name cause it's fantastic. Caro Bajine, which I saw that. I, I know it's fantastic. I saw that pronunciation. I found a podcast that she was interviewed on or a YouTube video she was interviewed on and he announced her as Caro Bajine. And I was like, okay, I really like that name. So we're just chatting and having a good time. And she just brings, I bring up that I do the podcast and she says, give me a card. So I gave her cards. And then when I gave her a card, everybody else wanted a card. So I passed out like five or six cards there, which was kind of fun. And uh, so she may listen. I don't know. Um, I think she will. And oh, I'll get into good. that later. And, um, and then she just says, oh yeah, I design websites. I'm like, what do you do? And she's like, well, I take existing WordPress, like a, it's like a custom WordPress um, theme that she developed and, and then she will basically drop it into your website, customize it for you with all of your information, set up the SSL, set up the the newsletter. I mean, set I set, set up everything you need. She'll put it. I think she puts a privacy policy in. She puts the little thing in that says we, we have cookies here. You have to accept that all these different things that she does. And I'm like, that's exactly what I need. And that we've been talking for months about needing to hire somebody to do our terrible but website. The problem is, is I immediately thought to myself, okay, this is going to be expensive. Yes. I was thinking like 12, to I was thinking more like five to $700, which I don't have. Um, so we just kept talking about other stuff. And then after a while, we we're probably there for an hour, hour and a half. After a while we said, let's go get dinner. Cause I was starving. And in fact, it might've been me that said, let's go get dinner. And everybody said, okay, I don't remember. I, I was hungry though. Uh, Rich, I know Rich and I were planning to go get dinner. And I think, you know, when we started talking about it, everybody said, yeah, let's go eat. So look at you, extroverted trendsetter. So then we go to the <laughs> restaurant. There's about six or seven of us a- at the restaurant. And while we're there, um, while we're there, three other people come in and we have three seats at our table. So we invite them to come sit with us. And I'm going I'm to mute real quick while I cough. <clears throat> okay, that's good. So, so um, we chat, and then the woman who's sitting across from me is from Hawaii. She's from the Big Island of Hawaii. Her name is Judy Walker. And at one point, it comes out that Caro did her website. So I look on my phone at her website. I'm like, this is really awesome. I love this. This what she created here. This is fantastic. So, you know, I'm really tired. Really tired. Um, so at like nine thirty, ten o'clock, I'm like, I gotta go to bed. I'm so tired. So I, I, but, but the seat beside Caro opened up. So I sat down beside her. I was just like, Hey, listen, how much do you charge? And she said, three ninety nine. And the first thing I said was you really wow. need to up your prices. And I think when I told you that you said something like, no, wait until she does our websites. Um, because that's a really good price. And not only that, 
Yeah, I don't. I don't want her to. I don't want her to up her price until right. And not only dies. that, um, she gave me a business card that said, um, "If you if you use this promo code, it's fifteen percent off." So it was even cheaper. So she told yeah. me that starting in twenty twenty, she may look at doing that, but I, I don't know if she will or I don't know. Either way, it's worth it. It doesn't matter. It can be four ninety nine, and it's worth it. Um, if you look at it, the yeah. website that I looked at was um, it's judykwalker.com. That's one of the examples. And then Kara's website is gocreate.me. And I like her little message of, "Hey, I'll make your website. You go create your books. You know that kind of thing. That's kind of what she's talking about." So yeah, I got her card and stuck it in my pocket. I think I took a picture of it and sent it to you, or I sent you the link or whatever. Yeah, and uh, okay. Yeah. Then the next day, I went in to the, the and I watched Brian Meeks speak. Um, what else happened? Then you had expanding your okay. So expanding your audience using Amazon. This was really just an hour and fifteen minutes of Amazon. This would have been better for you than it was for me and a lot of people there, I'm sure, because it was really like here's how you publish your books. Um, and most of the people, I think it was just kind of a way for you know they kind of read it. It wasn't the best. Um, session. But again, I don't think it was meant for people who have published books. And there are a lot of people at this conference who have never published a book. So I get it. It's just, it wasn't for me, but I will say that there was a Goodreads representative there. And I've always been a little bit nervous about Goodreads, but there was a Goodreads representative there who gave an overview of all these different things they do on Goodreads. And I started thinking, I really got to get on Goodreads. There's a lot here. Um, let me find them in my notes. I, I think I have it somewhere in my notes. Uh, so Goodreads. So Go in and update your author page because there are millions and millions of people on Goodreads. So why you wouldn't go there, I don't know. But there's a thing they do called Ask the Author, which is an easy way for a reader to just chat with you. They ask you a question. Nobody else uh -huh. sees the question they ask you. And then you can respond to it. And it's kind of a really neat way to like talk to your readers one at a time, which I like. And there's also Goodreads giveaways. And I remember when these came out a year or two ago, um, there's two different levels. There's an expensive one and a cheap one. And I really want to look more into that and see what that's about. So I'm going to investigate Goodreads a little bit more um, than I had. So that's something that came out for me. Um, then I watched, oh, Write to Market, Chris Fox. I love Chris Fox. I love to write to market, his Write to Market book. He did a 2019 edition where he talked about um, everything on your book, on your blurb, on your cover, kind of being considered symbols. So when somebody looks at a book cover and they see a spaceship, they pretty much know what that means. They know it's a space type of book. And when they see price $3.99, they know what that means. So he said, if you kind of look at everything as symbols, um, that might help you identify how to market it better. And he got, and I'll get into that later, but he got in, he, he talked about that some more. He also told this amazing story about this time that he was kidnapped as a kid. Yeah. Apparently what? him and his brother were kidnapped by his mother who couldn't get full custody. Um, he was made to lie on the stand as a nine-year-old or an eight-year-old. He ended up on a milk cart and he opened it up by showing him his picture with his brother on a milk cart. It's a really interesting story. Yeah, and wow. that's a really, that's, that's a hook right there that hooked me into watching the rest of his presentation, which I would have anyway, cause I like him, but yeah. So you gotta, you gotta watch that one. That one was really good. When it comes out on YouTube, you gotta watch that one. Uh, I watched one on productivity yeah. with Kevin J Anderson, which, you know, it's, he's very similar to Dean Wesley Smith where Kevin J Anderson, he lives in Colorado he, he, it's his full-time job. He has people, he dictates, he walks through the mountains of Colorado and dictates, and then he sends the file to somebody who then types it out for him. So that's, again, that's a little bit over what I'm going to do and what you're going to do right now, you know? 
Yeah, I don't have right. I don't have so um, yet. so that was pretty good. I, and Kevin J. Anderson wrote a bunch of Star Wars books that are no longer canon. Disney killed them when they bought Star Wars and just said they're 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 legends now. Mm-hmm. But anybody that writes Star Wars, that's one of my dreams. One of my dreams is to have this giant open world that people want to write in, and I also want to write in the Star Wars universe and create a new character. That's two things I want to do as a writer someday in my life. So. We have about 12 Star Wars books downstairs on our bookshelf that yeah. Jeremy just devours. I don't know who the author is, though. I, I've never read them, but Jeremy um, loves Timothy, them. Shoot. Timothy Zahn wrote a bunch of the, the Thrawn books, and I know Jeremy has those, and I have those, too. Yes. Um, my favorite is yeah. Dave Filoni, who, who does a lot of the cartoons. He's one of the producers or directors of the new Mandalorian series, which I watched this morning. The first episode is really good. Um, he created Ahsoka Tano and she is my favorite Star Wars character by far. And I would love to be in this position where I just create some character that ends up as part of the canon. It doesn't have to be in movies. It's just somebody else. When they write a story, they include my character in their book. And the funny thing is, it's like Disney would own the character. I would get nothing out of it other than whatever they pay me to write the book, but I wouldn't care because I love Star Wars. So yeah. Um, let's see. What did I do next? There was a, okay. This is when I started leaving Samstown live and going into the smaller rooms. I went to a suspense thriller um, talk and then I went to a Westerns talk and I didn't really get a lot out of those. The reason I went to him is because, you know, I don't write in either of those genres, but my book does have, you know, suspense type moments. And I do, you know, my novella series is going to take place in the old West. So I just wanted to pick up things. The one thing I picked up from the Western that I really think is interesting. Somebody raised their hand and said, what are the tropes for Westerns? And they answered easily. They just said, cowboy hat, gun, horse. I think it's what it was. You include those three things. People are going to love your books if it's a good story. So, um, I would add a saloon in there. There's always with the, be a the doors scene. that the hanging doors, right? Swinging. Doors. Yeah. The swinging doors. It makes me think of, um, uh, what was that movie? Oh gosh. With, uh, Chevy chase and oh, Martin years. short and Steve Martin. Three so amigos. my, yeah. my first yeah, yeah. novella that I wrote, it does include a gun. It does include a horse. And I believe there's a brief scene where it includes a cowboy hat. So in my novella, I'm going to make sure my character yeah. actually owns a cowboy hat. And then at some point in the big series, I'm going to reference the cowboy hat somehow. He's he's left his house. So I don't know how I'm going to do it yet, but I'm, I'm going to do it at some point. So um, yeah, the, the suspense thriller thing, it was just interesting to listen to Mark Dawson talk because I'm a big fan of his. Um, I like him a lot. So then we went to keeping a series interesting with Jay Allen. Um, he talked more about how to write a series over time. So it could be like a three book trilogy in a longer series or, or, or a series of three, three book trilogies. He talked about how to start and end them. And I I don't remember the notes on those. It it really was like a lot of common sense stuff that I think people would do. And and I think there were a lot of things that I took away from these talks where I didn't really write it down, but it's the kind of stuff where you're like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. And then when I go to do it, I'll remember what they had said. I hope so. Then I went in yeah. and sat in a – go to the? I didn't go to the Cozy Mysteries. I wanted some time. Okay, so here's the thing about Wednesdays in my life. I'm in a lot of fantasy football leagues, a lot of them. <laughs> and Wednesdays are the day when I have to go through and do all my free agents for the week. And they have to be in by 11 o'clock Eastern time, which is 8 p.m. Pacific time where I was. So I took the 315 to 415 block off so that I could sit – in the uh, bar area in the middle of near the waterfall where I usually eat my breakfast and just do all my fantasy football lineups. So I had to do that. Um, so I just skipped three fifteen. So 
Yeah. Next year yeah, you'll priority. go to the 315 one while I'm doing that. And then you'll take notes and I'll learn a bunch of stuff. So. Then I went to see, <laughs> okay. then I went to see John yeah. Truby do one of my new favorite people do the story rescue workshop. And he put a PDF out there. I'll link to it in the show notes um, where he talked about how you can rescue a story if it is, feels like it's going away. So for example, um, make sure the, you start, he said that his books really, you want to start with the villain, which I really didn't do that in book one, but I'm thinking about like star Wars starts with the villain return. Of the Jedi starts with the villain. I, does empire strikes back. Uh, I don't remember how empire strikes back starts. It starts on Hoth, I think. So that one starts with the hero. Um, but that book, that movie was dark. So, um, so I think, yeah, That's I, I think it's mine one. too. And I think it's a lot of people's. Um, so I think, and I'll post the link to his thing so you can see it, but he used Harry Potter, Hunger Games, Lord of the Rings, and Star Wars as his four examples as he went through all of these. It was a really good talk. I think if you're really struggling mm -hmm. with a, a series and you're wondering, you know, I'm nine books in and I want to keep writing in this series, what do I do? You know, you had some some tips on how to do that. So that's the one that I was I wanted to get in there and listen to it, but the audio wasn't great. So I'm gonna have to wait till it comes yeah, out. Yeah, because they YouTube. did say on the Facebook page that the audio was tied directly into the computer. So it recorded well. It's just the microphone yeah. didn't pick it up while they were talking. Yeah, a lot of them were like that. Some of them I could hear, but a lot of them were like that. But they're going to put them on YouTube. So right. I wasn't over. Okay, concerned. so then the second day wrapped up. And that's when I met a bunch of people downstairs. And we went and did the zip line. Now, the zip line, and, and I just, I still don't have the video. I wore a GoPro. I gave it to one of the guys who was with us to upload into a folder for me. He pulled it off the computer right there or off the, the SD card right there. He's got it on his computer and I'm waiting for him to um, put it. In, I sent him a Dropbox link so he can send it to me. He said it's really big, so you couldn't do it. Samstown, their internet, their internet is god awful. Like it's really bad. So you couldn't upload it. It was too big of a file yeah. to upload. So um, he's supposed to do it sometime this week. And I hope when I get it, I'm going to post it on my social media and I'll post the, a link to the video. If I have it next week, when we do the podcast, I'll post the link to it um, in the show notes next week. So you can watch it. The only thing you have to understand is that sometimes I curse like a sailor when I'm apparently flying through midair. <laughs> and if for whatever reason I did tell the, I did yell at the people on the ground to suck it. I don't know why I said that. But, yeah. Adrenaline. So, you, so they, you go up ride. really high. They, 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 they raise this mattress thingy up in the air and you lay on it. They strap you into the, the harness that you're uh -huh. wearing. And then the mattress lowers and you slowly begin to hang. And you don't just hang at a horizontal um, angle, however you want to say that. You hang so that your body is – you're facing down a little bit. Like your head is lower than your feet. Yeah. And then they open the yeah. um, they open the doors – and that might be the first time that I swore. I'm not sure because I was able to look out on the strip <laughs> from really high God. up. And then they release you and there's nothing holding you. You are flying. I think 35 miles an hour is how high, how fast you go. Well, your harness. No, I mean, like there's, there's nothing, nothing that's like you. breaking you. Like you're just going. There's nothing that's slowing you down. You're just go. Like when I did the stratosphere, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure the harness that I was in was – even though it felt like I was free falling, I think it was probably holding on to me. Um, this, yeah, there, I wasn't being held on to by anything. It, I was just going, and I would do it again. It was so yeah. much fun. Um, 
So then we got to the bottom and we all met up and chatted. And then we got we went back to um, Samstown and there were five, four or five of us that went to dinner. Uh, six of us actually went to dinner. So I'm going to shout out to a couple people. Um, Alex Isaac Rogers and oh man. Oh, Mary. Mar- Mar- I want to say Mary Merriweather, but that doesn't seem right. Hold on. I got to get this because I, I got to get this right. I don't want to mess up her name because these two people kind of changed my life. Um, my author, my Ooh, author life, that's pressure. um, I had been kicking around <laughs> and I'm searching. So I apologize if I'm stuttering. I'm just going to do a quick search here on this page so that I can find her name and get it right. May, I'm oh, sorry. Mary Mayweather, Mary Mayweather. Um, come to find out that's actually not her real name, uh, but it's a great name. Um, and she, her, I was sitting on the end. We were, there, we, there were six of us around this tiny table. So I was on one end and they were both on, on either side of me. And we were just talking about Kindle Unlimited and um, and going wide. And I told them I went to Kindle Unlimited. And they asked the same thing that everybody asked when I said I, I went wide. They say, why did you go wide? And I said, well, I kind of – and I him and haw around the answer. I really want to take advantage of all the different promos that you can do with everybody. And I want to – I kind of like the idea of being wide. And then and then Alex just kept saying over and over, just, just go to KU. Just, you just need to – and he was, it was funny because he was super tired. So he was kind of, his eyes were half closed and he wasn't really looking at me. His head was down a little bit. He's just, just go to KU. It's like in that Andy Griffith episode where Andy's just going, Aunt B, will you just call the man? Call the man. And call the man. he kept doing just to me, just go to, would you just go to KU? <laughs> well, then, then Mary asked me the following two questions. She said to me, how many have you sold on the other platforms? And I've been asked that before. And the correct answer is five. I've sold like a hundred copies, five of them through mm-hmm. draft, drafted digital, none through published drive. And I knew she was an ass that that's fine. But then the next question she asked me made me think, she said, do you know how to promo on the other platforms? And I was like, no. And that's the kind of question where I went, yeah, why am I on those other platforms? I'm not selling anything and I have no <laughs> idea what I'm doing. So that night, oh, it did that, that night. I got back to my off. room and it's, I'm tired. It's late. But I immediately went to draft a digital and publish drive and withdrew all my books. Now it's not instant. It's mm-hmm. um, it takes like right now. I think on draft a digital, all but three of them have been taken down, and on publish drive, all but four. But it, it takes time. I was talking to Rich Casey about this, and he said he had one of the areas where it took two weeks. You can't put anything into Kindle wow. Unlimited if you've got it somewhere else. It's against their rules, and if they find it somewhere else, they'll yell at you. And I have no control over this. I just have to wait until it's done. So I check it every day. And the minute yeah. it's done, I'm going to go check the box. I'm going to call the man and I'm going to put um, my book into KU. I'm going to learn. Get, What's that? Get that freezer fixed. Exactly. Before all that get meat that goes bad. Get that freezer fixed. And I'm going to immediately learn how to do the Kindle promos. There's two of them. There's one where you can make it free for five days. So if you have a book that's less $1.99 or less on Amazon, you only get 35%. So you make 35% on a dollar. If you're more than $1.99, you get 70%, right? But with the Kindle deals, you can knock it down to 99 cents and still get that 70% royalty, which is pretty cool. So so um, yeah. I'm hoping that that happens in the next two weeks. Uh, I'm actually hoping that it happens by Black Friday for other reasons. I'll get to that in a second. Um, so... That was like the, that's like the biggest thing that came out of this for me out of this whole show was going to KU and it didn't have anything to do with any of the 
the um, conferences that I went to, any of the sessions I went to, it was because I was living the extroverted lifestyle and actually went out to dinner with people and talked to people. And, you know, that's kind of how that happened. So that's like an after school special. See, kids, if you could just break out of your shell, you and too could. You're benefit. right. And the funny thing about it was, it really wasn't that hard. It really wasn't that scary. Uh-huh. It was actually pretty easy. Uh huh. You just got to do it. Exactly. Yeah. Will I do it next year? Right. I have no idea. Okay, that's fine. You will, because I'll and, be there. And I will say that I did continue my extra extroverted lifestyle. I'm going to try to get that hashtag trending at some point. But I did continue living the hashtag extroverted lifestyle <laughs> until last night when I went to a murder mystery dinner with a bunch of friends. So, so okay. So Thursday yeah. morning, I decided I wanted my publishing career to be. I need to start looking at this as a business and not just I'm writing books and I'm going to market them and I'm going to make money. I have not written down one single thing about the sales I've made, the money that I've spent. I've done none of that. I'm terrible at that and I hate it and I've done nothing. So I decided on Thursday I was going to take a, I was going to do a bunch of business classes. Kind of, they were, I mean, they were, I mean, number 8 a.m. was business 101. I mean, that's straight business there. And let me just jump over to my notes. It was with Joe Solari. Joe Solari, one of the things about him that I liked was he opened up the thing by saying, here's my phone number. Call me and we'll talk for half an hour for free. If you have questions, we'll do it. I don't care where you are in your business. We will, I will talk to you and I will get you going on the right direction. So a couple of the notes that I took from him. Number one, go out and get an EIN number at irs.gov. Because a lot of the things you sign up for, you have to put your social security number in. If you get an EIN number instead, you can use that number and that keeps your social security number from floating around the internet. Because I got to be honest with you, I am ripe to have an identity stolen right now with the amount of times I've put my social security number in the last few months. So so I'm going to go out and do that. Um, He also said you don't need to worry about becoming an LLC until you're making $10,000. Now, he didn't say $10,000 per what? Per year, per month, per week? Overall, yeah, I would I, you're probably right. Year. He didn't say, but you're probably right. Um, he also said to plan your cash flow by launch, meaning you're getting ready to do a launch, plot out all the money you're going to spend. I don't do that. I don't even know how to do that. So when I do go to do book two, that could happen. He said your first milestone should be when you reach cash flow positive. You're bringing in more money than you're spending. Um, he also said to look at your cash curves, look at your your money coming in over time and try to predict um, when you're going to have positive or negative return. And you can base that on different times of the year when you're releasing. You know, if you release and then a month later, everything drops, you know that the next time you release a month later, everything will probably drop again. So, and then this is one that was interesting yeah. to me. He also said the way that you should distribute your money for your businesses. gets set aside to taxes. 6% is actually set aside for you. And 54% goes back into your business. Now, I don't know if that means start doing that right now. I made $2.37 last month from Draft to Digital. Do I take, you know, what would that be? Like uh, 12 cents, 13 cents? I honestly have no idea. Um, (laughs) But I think once I start releasing book two, or unless my KUP page reads are pretty good, I'm going to start doing that like ASAP. Just way to practice it. Uh, yeah. 40 yeah, I think that might be a little. Taxes, I think you're probably really? estimating on the high side when you do that. I think. Yeah, I. I, was that's, I think say that's 30%, what it said originally was but, thirty, but then on a sheet it said forty. Um, back when I was doing um, independent contracting in the in my previous life, when everything sucked, I was doing thirty five percent is what I was putting aside. 
So yeah. Okay. So that was the business uh-huh. thing that I learned. There was a lot there that I really enjoyed and I have his PDF downloaded. I think I'm going to link to that too. Um, so you can download it and view it if you're new at this and you're looking for business help. Um, next was research for marketing. This was a really interesting one. Um, I have notes here. I'm kind of skipping around with my notes. Um, but uh, where's that? Where are my notes? I got like 9 million websites open right now. And this is a Word doc. Here we go. So this was hosted by Chris Foxes, which is why I went. And um, he talked about different marketing you should do. The one big thing I took away from that was, um, you know, he, he continued to talk about symbols. And one of the big things I took from there was um, if you're going to do different ads, you should do, you should use different keywords based on different genre. And in order to figure out what your keywords are, you should look at the symbols on your cover on the actual Amazon page where it's for sale. And that's how you should come up with your. I think that's probably common sense, but um, when he said it, it really sunk in for me and I, I really enjoyed it. So I wrote that down. Um, mm-hmm. My phone is getting blown up right now. I'm glad that I didn't, I'm glad that it's now silenced because it's, it's getting killed. Uh, anyway. Um, so that was the, that was the marketing one that I went to. Um, after that, I went to the book, the bootstrapping one. This was with Kevin, Kevin Tumlinson, who is a, I remember texting you, wow, I'm going to this thing called bootstrapping with Kevin Tumlinson. And he's kind of a big wig at drafted digital. I'm scared that I'm going to blurt out that I pulled all my books out of drafted digital the previous night. Um, yeah, luckily I didn't blurt it out. And this actually was a talk where he talked about Kevin Tumlinson, the author, not the drafted digital guy. And, um, he really talked about how he writes and how he, you know, he talked about how he wrote a complete short story in a line at an amusement park, a two and a half hour wait in an amusement amusement park on his phone. He wrote a complete short story. (laughs) Like I would never think to get my phone out and write any part of my book if I was waiting in line somewhere. So maybe when when we're better at it, we'll think of things like that. Cause right now you and I tend to take a situation and decide that we're going to write a book about it and <laughs> we outline it to each other. And then, yeah, it's, yeah. Cause we're still we working on our, our first couple of books. So that's, you know, we don't have time to do those other ones because yeah. we can write the romance yeah. short story. Winner. If we were just said, Hey, listen, here's what we're going to do Sundays from eight to nine for me. And maybe it's a different time for you. I'm just going to write 500 words. In fact, we should do that as an experiment. Do you want to do that? Yeah. Do you have any interest in doing that? I'm asking you live. Um, we've brought this up for the first time. You might say no. I do have interest in doing it, just not okay, right so let's now, talk, we'll, maybe we'll after do the first of the we'll, year. We'll call it an experiment. We'll write the romance that we yeah. want to write. Maybe by then the ending will be out there because right now the ending is not out there yet. Yeah, I know. Oh, the ending is in my head. But I'm it's different you, from the ending in my head. handle the ending. Yeah. I, I, I know. know. Um, more realistic. <laughs> so, um, so let's talk about it. Let's plan for maybe January 1st, right around that time. Once our awesome websites are out there, um, we'll talk about maybe doing something like that. Where we'll, yeah. we'll call it almost, we'll call it like a podcast experiment where we'll do it and we'll talk about it on the podcast and then maybe okay. we'll try to publish it in KU. The two of us under one pen name, um, I was thinking the pen name should be LK Michaels, yeah. just so you know, because um, I already thought about that. It's your two of your initials LK and, Michaels. One of, okay. and, and then yeah, one can- of my names. Um, I think we should, we, that's not a bad one. And it sounds yeah. female and those books need to sound female. Um, so that was, a, so yeah. again, we're talking about this live. We're literally doing this live on the podcast, yeah. Yeah, which is what you we're all want to hear. brainstorming right um, okay, now. So after lunch, I went to see <laughs> my other favorite, Brian, Brian Cohen. And Brian Cohen is hilarious. Um, Brian Cohen did this amazing presentation where he talked about testing your ads and how to determine whether they're working 
and he put a bunch of slides up. I did not take a whole lot of notes on this because I took pictures of the slides as he was giving them. But I wrote, so I wrote him down. So I'm going to run through because I wrote him in my, my notes for this thing. So his, he has a three-step plan uh-huh. to, um, to doing your advertising, how to fix it if it's not working, how to determine if it is working. I'm going to run through it really fast. His three-step plan is like this. Put your ads out there. Step one, get 100 clicks before you do anything. Now, I got two clicks on like 15 ads in a month. So I'm going to have to do better at that. Get 100 clicks or 60 days. Go check your profit and conversion rate. You don't care about anything else. You don't look at your A cost. You don't look at your sales. You don't look at anything else other than your profit and your conversion rate. There are ways to get those numbers. He put them in the slides. If everything looks good, you run more ads. If not, you change the blurb and you test again. Now, the question is, how do you change the blurb? So according to him, you go in and you tweak your hook. That's what you do. And he, according to him, the first line of that hook that needs to be related to one of three things, love, death, or an enlightenment, enlightenment. And one of those is your number one conflict in your, your hook, in your book. Then you sit down and you write 50, you're going to love this sentence, by the way. Then you sit down and you write 15 to 20 versions of your hook. Now you had trouble with, Oh, you Jesus. had trouble with one. Yeah. I so had trouble writing one. then you take those 15 to 20 and you ask your readers, your peers. He said, you don't ask your friends, but to be honest with you right now, my readers are my friends. So um, <coughs> you ask them which one they like the best. You switch your hook to that one and you start over again. You, you here's the other thing they said. Now, the way that I did my ads a couple weeks ago or the last couple months was I came up with a thousand keywords for each ad. I ran six different ads with each of them having a thousand keywords. And then I looked at him and he said, don't do that. He goes, Amazon will tell you to do that. He goes, but what you do is you gather 10 to 50 sets of a hundred keywords and then you create that many ads. It's a lot of ads to create, but you can like copy. It's not so hard. Um, and then that way you, you get a better idea of which keywords are working and which ones aren't working. And then you bid between 20 and 40 uh-huh. cents, which is really low. Um, and then you, you start over and that's when you start looking at your, um, your, your conversion rate. If you're at 10 to one, you're doing well. If you're at five to one, you're doing really well. And if you're better than that, you're doing great. So that's kind of what he had said. And then if those are working, if you're having a really good conversion rate, you, you move into UK and the German ads and see if you can get the same kind of return there. So that's, I went really fast through that. And I'm thinking if you go to 20 books, 50 K Vegas, you can find his presentation and eventually everything's going to be on YouTube. I'm sure if you go to 20 books, 50 K Vegas, 2019 or whatever, it's not there yet. Give him a week or so to get everything up. It'll be there. So that's, that's the Brian Cohen talk, man. Am I rambling? Do you have anything to say? No. Um, so not until the, the next news. one I went to was writing better fight scenes. And I'd never heard of this guy before. This was only the second time he gave this talk. And he talked about the biggest thing with him was he, he, he talked two things that I really took away from it. Number one, he said that if, if the fight scene is personal, then you have to make it more, um, how do I say this? You have to make it, the, the two characters have to be like more into it, more close. They have, there have to be like blood and, and, and snot and all this stuff flying around. Like it has to be more, um, more in depth, in intense of a fight scene because they know each other. And, and the more personal they are, mm-hmm. the, the better these fight scenes are going to be. He also said, he also put a slide up and I'm looking at it now that says violence has tells. And he gave all these different pre-attack indicators that you can use in your story when you're describing the characters, uh, clenched jaw, clenching fists, grooming, meaning you're, you're, you're rubbing your head, um, 
blading the body. I don't know what that means. Looking away, posturing, eyes glazing over, all these different things that could be a thing um, to, to, to show and not tell that violence is about to happen in your book. So I really enjoyed that. Um, and then the last pr- one was an ask us anything where everybody come on the stage and tons of questions were asked and they were a lot of the same questions that were asked. So I didn't really write much down for that. And I skipped the final wrap up because no, I didn't, I was there. Um, and then, and then that was Thursday and then I wanted to go watch football. So I didn't really extrovert too much on Thursday night. I went to the sports book. I sat at a high table with rich Casey and we watched the Brown Steelers and that's pretty much what I did all night on Thursday. So that was That was my three days. Um, Friday, I flew home and started um, working a lot of these things that I was trying to, that I learned. And that includes emailing back and forth with Caro. And I think you did the same thing. Why don't you give your experience first so I can go get something to drink really quick? Um, My experience was I, I got the information from you and went to her site and read all of it. Um, I looked at all of the examples that she has on there. Um, and then I filled out her form, um, that she has, you know, asking, uh, for author name, pen name. Um, and this is to get a website. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is because we've been talking about how, um, our websites are just kind of blah, which I think oh, yours was more blah than no mine, doubt. You're right. I'm competitive like that. Um, and uh, and so I I was really excited when you sent me the information, especially the price, because that's fantastic. Um, and I was really, really, really impressed by her work. She really does a great job. I mean, if you I, I wonder if she looked at my website and went, oh, you know, like like she's got a lot of work to do. So anyway, I filled out the information. Um, I got an email back from her. It seemed kind of like a, you know, like a generic email. Hey, this is what I do. This is my process. Here's a video. Here are some things that you need to do first. Um, and so I did some of the things. I didn't know how to do some of the things. But last night I got another email from her and it was a personalized video. I mean, she literally started the video with, hey, Lindsay, this is Caro. And you know, I'm looking at, and then my, my website popped up and there she is on this video talking to me, looking at my website, kind of just going over what I have, telling me the information that she needs. Um, and then she asked, you know, can we set up a Skype session? Uh, so I emailed her back and, and we kind of went back and forth a little bit just about first, she, she thought that we were married, yeah, that's which ill, but. I can see how, you know, we have the same last name, you know, two beds next year, just, just just Caro two beds, I promise. (laughs) Um, But in the bottom of her, of her first email there, um, the personalized one, she said that she downloaded a bunch of our podcasts and she's going to start listening to them this week. So I really think that she will. Hey, Caro, thanks so much for everything so far. Um, but I have a, a meeting, a Skype meeting with her Friday afternoon at one o'clock and we're just going to, she's going to help me with, um, uh, trying to figure out how to get her access to all of my stuff because I'm not at all computer literate and I didn't know how to do half of the stuff that she wanted me to do. Um, and then we're going to go over what do I have? What do I like? What's my style? Um, and then she's going to build me an awesome website on November 27th. No, I mean, I know it was, the, I know, the 26th, I know it, but yeah, thank you. I 
Um, so my experience was very much the same. I sent her an email yesterday and I, I had, re- I couldn't find the, the, the preparation link that you, you had talked about with me and, and turns out it was actually a link at the top of the page that said preparation. And I, yeah, I was know. so excited by the way, to give you computer advice. You played extrovert. I gave you computer advice. And and last night when I went to bed, I thought, oh, gosh, is the yeah. world ending? I gave Jerry computer advice. Yeah, it, it, yeah. I so I found that. Well, and here's so. what I did. I, I don't know if you did this or not, but I just gave her my WordPress username and password. And instead of trying to go in and – no, I didn't, that's not true. I set up a separate one for her for, for WordPress. But instead of trying to go in and figure out how do I set up a different user to go into my GoDaddy account and just look at just jerryavanoff.com, I just said, you know what? We spent an hour at a bar. We spent an hour and a half in a restaurant. We're kind of like best friends now. I trust you. Here's my username and password. Just do what you need to do. <laughs> so I got the same personalized video that you got, which was, hi, Jerry, yeah. here's your website. She suggested that I switch over to something else um, off the top of my head. I don't remember what it is. Site point, or I'm going to find it because that's what I want to do. Uh, 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 siteground.com, which has free email and free SSL. I was paying for both of those things. And the hosting fee is less also. So I'm going to pay a lot less money for it. Um, she talked about like, you know, you want a newsletter as your primary focus. I said, yes. Uh, she liked the font on my cover and she wants to use that as my, um, as my, uh, uh, like a, th- like the primary font on the website. So I have to email off to my cover artist. Hopefully she gets back to me, yeah. lets me know what the font is. And even if we don't, we can figure it out. Um, so yeah, I have that same meeting you have on Friday. Mine's at 11 a.m. And then uh, Black Friday, uh-huh. she's going to get with me at some point and redo my website and make it really nice. And I'm excited by that too. So, yeah. yeah so me too, because we both need it. I know it. that. So, um, so while I was there, yeah, I also picked sure. up a card for a cover artist because I need a second cover, and emailed back and forth with them uh, throughout the week, and they have a cover plan. It's like two ninety nine. And if you say that you got it at the 20 books conference, you get like a $75 marketing thing free, which includes like more images, maybe some bookmarks. I'm not even sure, but there was some free stuff there, which I like. And $2.99 for a cover is pretty close to what I paid for my first one. So I am all for that. So I'm just waiting to hear back from them so we can schedule that for sometime in January. That way I can get my book two cover out there and get it on the website. Um, so that happened. I'm trying to see if there's some other stuff in here that I skipped. Um, one of the things that when we talked about at the um, at the uh, the the time travel meetup was, like I said, it turned into this um, this advertising thing. There's a website out there that I'd never heard of called uh, yasiv.com. It's y a s i v dot com, where people will use that to get. So if you type a book name in there, it'll show you the also bots of that book. And then I think it shows you the also bots of the also bots of that book so that you can use keywords for those books in your marketing. Um, that came up. So I'm going to try that out. Um, they did say that Yasiv had a little bit of problems and they use a Facebook or they use an Amazon API. And they're like, if there's any programmers out there that could do this, I kept my mouth shut cause I don't want to do any programming, but I wonder if I could, um, there's a that also came out to market to the biggest genre first, which for me is science fiction. And from there, you kind of funnel down to time travel and dystopian because that's what my subgenres are. I don't know what that means, but I'm going to look into that some more. Um, they, one thing they mentioned, what one one guy, what he does is he subscribes to BookBub as a reader. BookBub's like the biggest email marketing one out there by far. Millions of people listen. BookBubs are like four or five hundred dollars, but if you if they say that most people make their money back easily. 
uh, and like two to three times their money because they have so many people mm-hmm. that subscribe to them. Um, what they'll do is they'll subscribe to it as a reader and then they'll pay attention when dystopian or time travel for me, it'd be dystopian or time travel books. And then what they'll do is they'll take that information and they'll put it in their ad really fast. And a couple of days later, they're now targeting those books that they know millions of people are going to download or hundreds of thousands of people, whatever it is, are going to download as a way to try to piggyback that. That's really somebody else said, check prime reads at the beginning of every month. And you can see what books are the most popular based on this prime reading list. And I think it's an Amazon thing. Another person said they watch the news. Now I hate the news and I never watch it, but they'll watch the news. And if there's something that's happening in the world that could relate to their book somehow, they'll put those. So these people are changing their marketing keywords, their ad keywords, like all the time based on just things that are happening in the world. And I probably won't do that because I never, ever want to watch the news. My my favorite story about the fact that I don't watch the news is I went over (laughs) to the parents' house one day near Christmas and I said something and my mom said, well, that's probably because the government's been shut down. I had no idea. And I said, the government shut down? She says, yeah, it's been shut down for 16 days. I had no idea. So yeah, I don't ever watch the news. So <laughs> I don't ever watch the news. Government shutdowns yeah, I do know about because my husband works mm-hmm. for them. But um, yeah, he watches the news because he has to for work. Um, All right. I so, don't. oh, 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 something I learned during the, um, I think it was the John Truby one was he said branch off side characters into their own series of novel or novellas. And that gave me an idea. And he says, use those as entry points into your series. So you're giving people multiple entry points into your series. So for you, you're writing a romance and then your second book is about a different character in the romance. Yeah. So my main character has four sisters. And so the five books are going to be based on Charlie. And then the next four are going to be his four sisters. So in the first book, um they actually there's a dinner scene where where charlie is there with all of his sisters and it kind of gives an intro to the other sisters and kind of what's going on in their life um and then that way you know when the next book is coming and then what is your novella aren't going to be like who the heck is this my novella is actually a prequel it's it's um how charlie met casey any of those things could be used as an entry point to your series of books yours seem like they're going to be more um more of like a, a, I don't want to say series of standalones, but people, can, it's not like you have to read book one or, or do you? you have to read book one, then book two, then book three. Yeah. No, no, you don't have to. I mean, some of the backstory might be missing, but for the plot of the story, it's not necessary to know. So my, my novella prequel yeah. is actually going to, I'm using that as a reader magnet. What I might do based on what he was saying is I'm going to create, I think this novella with my character in the old West that I just released, you know, the last couple of weeks into book funnel and story origin. I think what he's going to do, I'm going to make it. I I didn't know how many novellas I was going to write. I think I'm going to make it a trilogy of three books that are like a hundred words each. I'm going to give them away for free to my, my um, email list. And I think what I'll do then is once they're done, I'll, I'll use them as a box set and I'll put them on Amazon and try to sell them for like 299, but also put them into KU and people could enter the series there if they wanted to. And then I have I have a whole story of a character named Zach who disappears yeah. in the middle of book one, spoiler alert. And um, then he reappears like two chapters later. But there was this big swath of time. Swath is a great word, by the way. Big swath of time where something happened to him and we don't know what. <laughs> well, I could probably write a little trilogy there that could be an entry point where they could read that series, not, not get spoiled by anything that happens in book one, but then go read book one if they want to. So I think I'm going to make this into a bigger world than I thought it was going to yeah. be at first, but I kind of like the idea of it. So 
Another thing I learned in that one was, um, and this is something I was going to have your daughter do for me, but they, they kind of said it a little bit different. Okay. So what I want your daughter to do is two things. I want her to A, look at the reviews in the top books of time travel and dystopia to look for trends of things that readers like and things that readers hate so that when I'm writing my books, I can get an idea of what those things are. But he also said that you can look for underserved markets, meaning there's a lot of, and this goes back to the Alex Newton K-Lytics thing where there's a lot of people wanting to read these books, but there's not a lot of books out there. So if you want to write something, so for example, let's say Western is a big deal and I'm writing a time travel science fiction, but maybe I'm like, well, I'll write a three book trilogy novellas where they go back to the old West or maybe something else happens and I'll I'll write. So I'm going to kind of try to get an idea of what, I'm not going to write a romance no, a set of novellas because I don't think my science fiction readers would like it, but you never know. I mean, personally, I like reading science fiction and I like reading romance. Right. So maybe if I like the romance one, I would go, oh, I'll check out the science fiction because I like the characters. So who knows? You never know. So I'm going to look into that. And I think that's all my notes. I think yeah. I kind of mixed the notes together <laughs> with my schedule. Um, so let me keep going here Are with my week. news? I have a couple more things. I know. I'm talking like crazy. Uh. Um I flew home Friday. I started doing all that stuff Friday and Saturday. And then last night I went to a murder mystery dinner in keeping my living the extroverted lifestyle week going where like when they were like, we need a team captain. I volunteered and they all volunteered me. And then when it's time to go look at the dead body, I was like running past everybody doing it. And it was funny because it was a Casablanca themed murder mystery and everybody's standing around the dead body with their phones taking pictures. And the guy who's the detective is like, yeah, sure. Take pictures with your phone. Cause it's the 1940s. And, um, it was very funny. So then I went back to the table and we were like <laughs> comparing our notes and we were really close to getting it right. We missed two key points or we've gotten it completely right. And it was really disappointing. So I had a very good time last night at this murder mystery dinner. And these are people that I don't generally hang around with because I've never really been invited. But now I think I'm part of this group and I'm going to definitely go out more when they go out. So I'm really excited about that. So yeah, that was my, okay. So what about, um, what about That's you? Good. What did you learn this week? Oh, I'm sorry. We went to your news. I uh, skipped nothing, over your news. Sorry. I hardly did anything. I do that every week. You keep right. skipping over my news and I'm so excited sorry. about okay, my news. Ahead. Yes. Okay. So for those of you who have been able to diligently hang on for the last hour and 21 minutes, let me tell you our news. Um, first, there's eight more days to purchase new author podcast apparel. Um, Jerry will put a link to that site in the show notes. Um, but the biggest news is Woo-hoo. we are hosting a giveaway. Yeah. Okay. So here's what you have to do. If you already follow us on any of our social media platforms, um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, then you're already one step ahead. Um, this podcast will be posted on all of our sites. My three Jerry's two. Um, he has Facebook and Twitter. So it's five places where this podcast is going to be posted. Uh, Like the podcast post and comment on it. I don't care what you comment. You can comment, hey, you can comment your book sounds stupid. I don't really care. Just comment something and you will be entered uh, one time for our giveaway. Each friend that you tag will give you two more entries. If you share the post on social media, you'll get three entries. And if you post a picture of yourself with Jerry's book, whether the paperback or the digital copy, that's fine. 
you get five entries. That, you can do that in five different places. That so last you have the one option is my favorite one. To have a lot of entries going. Yeah, yeah I figured. <laughs> so go to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter for me or Jerry and uh, get moving on that so that you could be entered into our little contest here. It's not really a contest. It's more of a drawing. The grand prize includes one new author podcast t-shirt or long sleeve t-shirt. The t-shirts come in Oxford gray, Heather blue, or Heather red or orange, or you can choose a long sleeve t-shirt in deep royal or light steel. Plus, you're gonna get a 15 ounce new author podcast coffee mug and a signed copy of Jerry's book, Forgetting Tomorrow. The deadline for this uh, entry is next Saturday, the tw or actually this Saturday now, uh, November 23rd at 12 p.m. Eastern time. And the winner will be announced on next Sunday's podcast. That's November 24th. So tell your friends. Um, this podcast will be posted, I'm, I'm going to say in the next two to three hours. Jerry's usually pretty There's fast There's a lot of things like to put in the show notes, um, so it might take longer. So, so keep your eye out for that. Okay. Okay. Well, three to four hours then. Don't dilly dally. Yeah, that's <laughs> exciting. That's I, hope that, I, so I like the idea of people just walking giveaway. around. You know, I have a cup at work. It's the Mark Dawson podcast and people actually ask me about it. So I like the idea of somebody like having it at their office and other people are like, what is that podcast? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And even if they're not writers, Which they can true. at least say, wow, these Duh. are really cool people. I'm going to check out their book. Oh, yeah. A couple times. We're totally cool. We quoted Andy Griffith. All right. Yeah. See? I don't, I don't have anything else. Do you have any um, news? And, yeah. And it was, and I talked for a long time. That news was kind of for both of us. Now. Yeah. You did. So shut up. Okay. So Monday, tomorrow, I have to get up early, I think like 345 to teach five classes. And then Oz has his very last laser therapy treatment, which I'm so excited about. My 15 year old dog pounces around like he's five again, which is wonderful. And then Kian has a Boy Scout pack meeting in the evening. Um, Tuesday and Wednesday, I have a couple of classes in the morning, but not too incredibly early. Thursday, I do have an early class, so I'll need a nap. Um, and Kian has an after school club, but I'll have, so I'll have an extra 30 minutes in the afternoon. Uh, my plan is to revise chapter six and any of the other chapters that mom is able to get completed and then work, work, work on revising the rest of the book so that I can get it to mom. I really, really, really slacked off and there's no way I'm going to have all 30 chapters to mom before Thanksgiving, oh, no. but that's okay. My new that's deadline a, that's, is you, extend, you should extend it a week, not a month. Fingers crossed. All right. No, I'm going to say Christmas. I'm a busy girl. And I'm also afraid that your buddy Bill is going to tweet you and tell yeah, you to tweet take that. carbs um, away from me I, if I don't get it done idea, by, by Christmas. Okay. I mean, I thought it was a great idea. but I thought it was um, By the way, we got a um, – before I go into my, my schedule, we got a, um, a comment <laughs> last week on the site. I need, to, I need to look at this ahead of time because I went to post last week's uh, um, site, a uh, podcast, and uh, there was a comment there that I should have read on the podcast last week and I did. So I'm just gonna go ahead and read this. <clears throat> I love listening to you two and then heart emoji. And that was from someone named, and you may know her. I'm not sure. Megan Paz. Paz. I know. Yeah, I know. She's, oh, she actually sent me an Instagram yes, message a couple days ago Megan. and I haven't actually responded and I got to do that because I feel terrible. I just, I just realized that I hadn't responded to it. Um, 
I have uh, three texts sitting here from her right now. She texted me this morning, but I was at a birthday party and then I rushed home to do the podcast. And so I'm sorry, Megan. I, I promise, and I will promise, too, actually. I'm going to get back to you as soon as the podcast um, is over. Okay. So where's my outline? So for my week, it's back to a normal kind of week. Monday, I'll have a two hour lunch and do yoga in the evening. Uh, Tuesday, I hope to pick my car up Tuesday morning from when I hit that animal a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I like I how know. you say animal um, because you think it was a horse, but and it's probably really a deer. They told me it was going to be done fr <laughs> uh, Friday, and I'd be able to pick it up Saturday morning. When I called Saturday morning, it wasn't finished, and she didn't know why. And she's like, well, I'll check on Monday morning, but I can't drive to work. You know, I don't. Maybe my two-hour lunch, I could drive and go get my car, but I'd rather write. So I don't know. We'll figure that out. Um, Wednesday night. So I'll have a 90 minute lunch on Tuesday, Wednesday. We're not playing games on Tuesday. And in the past, we don't play on Tuesday. We play on Wednesday. So there might be a game day at lunch Tuesday, uh, Wednesday, and then I'll bowl in the evening. So I'll have some time in the evening, Thursday, yoga, no writing Friday. I'm actually off Friday. I'm excited. I took another day off. Uh, and that is when I have that 11 AM meeting to, to talk about my website. Saturday, I write in the morning and Sunday, who yeah. knows? I, it's, it's, I play it by year on Sundays. Um, and then the following week is Thanksgiving week. So I've got I only work three days. That's so we got a lot of days off coming in the next couple of weeks, which is exciting. All right. Yeah. So that's the end of the podcast yeah, for this week. If fun. you have any questions, it was, an, it was an hour and a half this week. That's pretty good for us. Um, if you have any questions or any comments, you can find me at jerryevanoff.com. <laughs> and if you go there right now, you'll see a really ugly website. Yeah. And it, well, it's kind of ugly. And if you go there in two well, weeks, you'll ugly, see a really nice website. So you should go there now so that you remember to what it looks like so that when you, um, when you, when you go there in two weeks, you can be like, wow, this is a thousand times better than that piece of crap Jerry put together. I'm actually a web programmer in my real job for a living. Like that's what I do. <laughs> and I'm actually pretty good at it. And there's nothing I hate more than coming home and having to work on this author website. So I'm so excited about this. And I actually, before I get to the rest of my contact <laughs> information, I have breaking news. This is I have breaking news that you don't know about. I'm looking at, breaking I look news. down at my computer and I see what? the Dropbox um, folder on my computer spinning, which means something is being synced. And I open it up and in my Dropbox, I see my zipline folder being populated with files. So I'm thinking my, my boy, Dan, what's up, oh, Dan? I don't know if you listen or not, but what's oh, up? He is uploading the files, hopefully for this. And um, if, if possible, I don't know if it's possible or not, but I'm going to post a link to, uh, I might, this might, this, this podcast might not go up until later tonight. I'm going to, if, if I get, well, it, it'll be fine. Nobody oh, listens on a Sunday our, evening. Our anyway. giveaway. Yeah. It, it, yeah, no, it'll be up tonight. Um, if if I can, if I can, Just if this video is easy to maintain, easy to deal with, then I'm gonna go ahead and put it on YouTube and then post the link to it. So um, that'll be fun. And then um, so anyway, back to my okay. back to my con. Just because I wanted this thing to be more than an hour and a half, um, you JerryEvanoff.com. You can email me. Oh, and by the way, I used to talk about that JerryEvanoff.com/slash release page. That will be no longer. I never did much with it anyway, and it's not gonna be there. Uh, Jerry at JerryEvanoff.com is my email. Email me whenever you want. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at JerryE25. Find me on Facebook. I friend people on Facebook. I don't have an author page. I don't know if I ever want one because then you have to like be a moderator and a Facebook author. I don't want any of that. People are terrible for the most part. And I don't want to deal with that. So just friend me on Facebook. I'll friend you on my personal site and uh, <laughs> and everything will be fine. So you can find me there, Jerry Evanoff. My new picture is me hanging from a zip line, I think. So if you, if you, tw if you look for that picture, you'll know it's me and it's not my dad or some other Evanoff. Um, what about you?
Uh, you can you can contact me at Lindsay. Or, um, you can find me at lindsayevanoff.com. And like Jerry said, it's it's kind of generic right now, but it will be better, I promise. Um, you can email me at lindsay at lindsayevanoff.com. Facebook is facebook.com slash author. I do have an author page um, because my personal page is filled with pictures of my children and, yeah, you know, privacy. Um, Instagram at author and Twitter, uh, evanofflindsay. So go to those sites, uh, like the, like the podcast, um, and give us a comment, tag a friend, share us, post a picture of you with Jerry's book, um, get entered into our giveaway. So if you like our podcast, give us a review on the podcast page and until next week, see you later. Thanks for listening to the new author podcast. Check back next week for another episode. And for more information, check out Jerry's website at www.jerryevanoff.com.